Hey everyone, welcome back to the Lighted Up podcast. I hope you are having an awesome week. My name is Jade. For those of you that are new, hello and welcome. Today we seem to have some guests, aka the birds chirping outside. It just seems to be a thing by now that every time I record, doesn't matter what time of day it is, doesn't matter what the weather is like, they like to chirp. So they're quiet right now, but just a minute ago they weren't. So if they come back, apologies, there's really nothing I can do. So we might as well enjoy the annoying chirping. But anyway, I wanted to talk about a question I get asked a lot today, which is how can I be stronger in my faith? How can I be bolder? How can I get out there and show people what it's like to walk the Christian life and to be like Christ? So I want to get into all of that today. But first off, I want to start with a bit of a side note, which is just over a week ago I found out that I need to have jaw surgery in two weeks time so from this episode in one week time and that results in not being able to talk properly for a while and stuff therefore how am I supposed to make podcasts like what but it was still really on my heart to finish off this season and finish it off by Christmas and all of that. So what I have decided to do is pre-record a bunch of episodes, but I just want to put a note out there. Please bear with me, guys. Please be patient. Next week's episode will possibly be up while I'm having surgery. And the thing is with this podcast, I never want to talk for the sake of talking. So coming up with a bunch of episode ideas and topics and recording them and making sure that, you know, they're all ready to go by the date they should be up while I'm dealing with having surgery is not the easiest thing. So I just want to put a note out there. I will try my best. But if the season isn't as consistent as hopefully the future ones, that is why. And also, guys, prayer would seriously be appreciated. Anyway, getting into today's topic, I have some examples of boldness in my own life. I also have some scripture that mentions and talks about boldness, but I also want to talk about learning to be bold and standing in your faith. So I do hope that this episode helps you out. Now, not going to lie, as great as the question, how can I stand strong in my faith? How can I be bold? Is, and I've even asked that at points in my life, I had a really hard time coming up with content to speak about for today's episode because it's such a big topic. I think it makes up a huge part of our life and I had hardly any time to pull together this episode so I was really concerned that I wouldn't be able to cover this topic properly which I think is what it deserves and it's something that so many people are stuck with and this episode has the opportunity to really change lives and I didn't want to make like a five minute episode with one bible verse. I really wanted to cover as much as I could in this episode so I was like holy spirit please guide me please let your things flow through me so this isn't me talking and I really think this is going to be an awesome and powerful episode because like all of a sudden all these things came out and God just really helped me along the way so I'm really excited I want to start by talking about being heartbroken for culture and how culture affects us. You know, growing up, if you go to a public school, if you're always surrounded by non-Christians, your workplace has a lot of not so nice people, anything like that. Not only do you not relate to those people in terms of your Christian values and your Christian views, but Christianity can really turn into a religion and it's all about going to church on Sunday and all of that. But it's really not about religion at all. It's about relationship. And a lot of the time in culture, that is not how Christianity is seen. So if you do want to be bold in your faith, a really important thing 
is to break that stereotype and show people that it's all about relationship. And because of this, the environment we grew up in, all of that, society can make Christians look stupid. For all we know, someone could hit us for telling them about Christ. So all of that scares us away from being bold and sharing our Christian faith. But actually, being bold in faith is really a beautiful thing. So this leads me to the question, what does being bold in faith actually look like what does it mean i don't think it means going and standing in a shopping center with lots of people and screaming at the top of your lungs jesus is king it definitely doesn't mean just screaming at random strangers that they're going to hell if they don't change your ways but it it means to walk like jesus to be respectful and gentle towards everyone but to have full faith in the father and to show others how amazing god is and let the glory of god flow through you so it's all about him and not about you. That's what it really means to be bold in faith. So that leads me on to one of the verses that I wanted to share today, which is 1 Peter 3 verse 15, which is, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. So if I break this verse into two parts, let's start off with the part that says, Always be prepared to give an answer. So if you're not already prepared to answer why someone asks you why you're a Christian and stuff like that, that's okay. But I encourage you to just go and sit down, even while you're listening to this episode, write down a couple questions that a non-Christian could ask you, or at least write down why you believe in God, something that has happened in your life that makes you believe in God. Therefore, you are ready to answer when someone asks you. A really good thing you can answer with if someone asks you why you're a Christian is your story. And yeah, you can say, oh, well, I have grown up in church and I've seen this happen in life and I believe that the Bible is real. But a stronger answer is sharing your story or your testimony, an encounter with God that you have had, because people can slam the Bible. It is quite possible that you will get replies like, well, you have no reason to believe that because there is no proof that the Bible is about an actual God and that it's real. But people can't take away from your story. If you show them x-rays and one of them, your bone is broken and another, it's healed and you had nothing to fix it. If you have been healed from cancer, if you have had lots of visions, if you have seen miracles in front of your eyes, all of that, people can't take away from that. I mean, they can try, but at the end of the day, it's your story. It's your life. People can't try and convince you that that didn't happen. And if you're sitting listening to this like, but I don't have a story like that, that is totally okay. Use someone else's. If you have seen miracles in front of your eyes, you sat. If you have seen your friend's life changed, if you need to use a pastor in your life story, a famous speaker's story, a cousin's story, whatever it is, any story, because I think that stories are some of the best ways to share Jesus. As I said, no one can be 100% certain that that didn't happen, but it also shows people what it's like to walk with Jesus because sometimes to people, the Bible is very overwhelming. So even if it is someone who is interested in the Bible and is interested in religion, but is not sure where to start or isn't 100% sure if the Bible's true. If you are sharing with them a story or an encounter, whatever it is, that's basically giving them an example of how to include God in your everyday life and how you walk as a Christian with God. And the second part of the verse is about how we deliver it. Do this with gentleness and respect. 
So never slam anyone for it. Don't be like, well, I'm right and you're wrong because you know what? You're probably wrong in some areas of your life as well. And we're all sinners. We've all fallen short. So even though you've been made right with God, that doesn't give you a right to go tell people in a slamming way or in an ungentle, shaming way that they're not right with God or that they're stupid. None of that is ever going to make someone want to be a Christian because why would you want to take part in a lifestyle if the person or people that you knew and talked to that were part of that lifestyle were rude and didn't have grace? I mean, I certainly wouldn't want to be part of that lifestyle. And that is one of the reasons why Christians can be so hated in this world, because Christians forget that we're supposed to be respectful. We're supposed to be gentle and loving and kind towards absolutely everyone, no matter if their beliefs match ours or not. And always remember, if someone can be convinced into believing something, they can always be convinced out of it. So I know that some people may like to have a bit of a debate, they may like to have the facts and that's okay, but there's no use convincing someone like, well, God is real because this and this and this scientifically proves this. So always deliver your answer in a kind way and answer their questions. If they have questions, that's okay, but answer the way Jesus would have. Be an example of Christ. Be an example of what it means to walk with God. Another thing I want to mention about when it comes to talking to non-Christians or answering even to Christians, you have to remember if you want to have a bold faith and you want to have answers to these questions, it comes from a relationship with God. It doesn't come from going to church once a week or celebrating Christmas. I mean, that's great, but it comes from you reading the word and knowing the word every single day and you spending time with God and letting the Holy Spirit transform you. So therefore you understand God's word and you understand God's heart. If people ask you questions like, why are you so hopeful? Why do you do mission work? Anything like that. And you're like, um, the Bible doesn't tell me how to answer that. Answer honestly. Just learn to be open and be able to share your heart with anyone who comes your way. An example that I wanted to share of bold faith in my own life was child Jane. <laughs> so I grew up in a non-Christian school. There were still a like fair amount of Christians, maybe 20% of the school were Christians. But I used to be so bold in my faith, even in a non-Christian environment back when I went to school. And I would take Bibles to school and like read them to kids at lunchtime. I would talk about my encounters and how amazing God was. I would talk about how cool like and amazing being baptized was like, I did not care. And people used to argue with me. They are reasons for God not being real. And even as a tiny little kid, even as a six-year-old, I would have answers. Well, I know that God is real because he has done this in my life and I have seen this and I have seen this and I didn't believe God was real, but he showed me that he was and stuff like that. So that right there is proof that even if you went to church for 40 years straight, you might not be able to answer people when they ask you questions. It's from having a relationship with God that you can answer questions. I mean, if I could as a six-year-old, I'm sure that you could as well. And yeah, a couple people did make fun of me, but it didn't bother me at all because I found and I find my worth in God, not in what people say or think about me. And actually all it did is give me more of a heart for them. It made me want to minister to them more. It made me want to love on them more and connect with them. And I would talk to them about their problems and stuff. Because even as a young kid, I understood that 
that behavior came from a place of insecurity. It came from a place of people being unsure in their life and finding their worth in other people. So it did not affect me at all. And if you're wondering why I was so bold, even as a kid, the reason is because I had encountered Jesus and I will share my testimony more in another episode because honestly, it's really long. It kind of just goes on for my whole life and it will continue to go on and I'll continue to see God change stuff in my life. But basically, I didn't believe God was real. And again, I will go into this in another episode in more depth. But as someone who thinks through everything and is so certain, I needed a reason to know God was real. And I was like, well, all you have is a paper Bible and other people around you that believe in God. So how can you prove to me that God is real? And that very night I encountered God and I saw angels and I went to heaven and all of this stuff. And I'm pretty sure I went to heaven the next night as well. And I have so many reasons from that, that I know God is real. The things I saw, the things I encountered, I knew things that are in the Bible that I hadn't even learnt yet, if that makes sense. So it's like God taught me those things and he showed me those. And then years later, I'm like, wait, that's actually in the Bible. But I didn't know it back when I saw that. And because of my encounter with God, I was such an on-fire kid for God. I was literally, as I said, I would go around the whole school and I had no shame, no fear at all. And that's what having a childlike faith is like. I have seen that God is real. And now because I have seen that, I'm going to go out there and show the whole world. And even as a kid, I knew that Christ in me was the hope of glory. Another example of bold faith that I wanted to share today is found in Daniel chapter 3 and there are so many examples of bold faith in the Bible so again I encourage you to really get into the words so that you do have answers for people but I have to say that this is probably one of my all-time favorite stories from the Bible. Also guys if I can't pronounce everything right please forgive me. There's, there's a lot of interesting words in the Bible but anyway King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold 60 cubits high and 6 cubits wide, and set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. He then summoned the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other provincial officials to come to the dedication of the image he had set up. So the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other provincial officials assembled for the dedication of the image that the king Nebuchadnezzar had set up, and they stood before it. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, Nations and peoples of every language, this is what you are commanded to do. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. Therefore, as soon as they hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, and all kinds of music, all the nations and peoples of every language fell down and worshipped the image of gold that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. At this time, some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, May the king live forever. Your majesty has issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music must fall down and worship the image of gold, and that whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a blazing furnace. 
But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, your majesty. They never serve your gods, nor worship the image of gold you have set up. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up? Now when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude towards them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men, wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes, were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisers, Weren't there three men that we tied up? and threw in the fire? They replied, certainly, your majesty. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, and the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair on their head singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command, and they were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses be turned into piles of rubble, for no other God can save in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. So that right there is a pure example of being bold in faith. All they had to do to not have their lives threatened was to bow to a god, but they knew that that wasn't the god that they served. So they stood up to the king, they stood up to everyone else who was against them, 
and I love their reply. If you look at verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. I mean, that is an incredible reply. They were bold enough in their face. They knew who their God was and they knew that God could save them. So they didn't care if they were thrown into the furnace. Guys, the furnace was seven times hotter than usual. The soldiers who took them to the furnace and put them in died. They shriveled up. That is how hot it was. But through Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's faith in God, so many people were saved. So many people had an opportunity to know God because they knew who the real God was. In verse 28, Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And this is because Nebuchadnezzar saw before his own eyes the power of God. He saw that God was faithful to his children, to the people that worshipped and served him. So I think that that story is an incredible example of what it means to have bold faith, what it should mean to be a Christian. Everything from the way they responded when their life was threatened to the way you could see King Nebuchadnezzar being transformed, that should be what we learn to be like. We should be able to respond like that. Just take a moment to think about it. If you were threatened to be thrown into a furnace seven times hotter than usual where you were guaranteed to die by the king of where you lived because he wanted you to bow to his statues, would you bow? Or would you stand bold in your faith and be prepared to die? Just really let that sink in and think about what you would actually do. And if you were to take the route of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, why? What is the reason for your faith? What is the reason you believe in a God that some don't think exists? Another tip that I have and something that's actually more than a tip and something I really encourage you to do is surround yourself with strong Christians and bold people. If you're fortunate enough to be part of a Christian family or to go to an awesome church, an awesome youth group, an awesome young adults group, a Christian school, whatever it is, then that's awesome. But for those of you that aren't, that's okay. Even if you can just have one really good friend or even a mentor, it's great to have someone older than you and you guys can just support each other or even if they're just mainly supporting you, it's really, really helpful to have an example of strong people in your life. And by strong, I just mean people that are firm on the word of God and are not ashamed to share the gospel. If you're listening right now and you're like, but I can't think of anyone, everyone in my life isn't a Christian or something like that. Seriously, just pray for God to bring you like more relationships and connections and a mentor or whatever it is that you think that you need. And he will give you what you need, whether you thought that's what you need or not. He will bless you with relationships and friendships and all of that. So yeah, that's just something that can be really helpful to have someone in your life some role model, some example, or someone that can stand by your side and believe the same things that you do. 
On the topic of prayer, if you are really struggling to be bold and that's something that's just not coming easy to you, know that through encounters with God and small steps of obedience, these are things that are really going to help you along the way and therefore over time boldness will come more easily to you. But I seriously just encourage you to pray and ask God to help you to be bold, ask God to help you to have a stronger faith, to help you to be ready when people ask you questions, all of that. And he will answer your prayers even even if it does take a little while for it to come through in your life. And don't disqualify yourself thinking you will never be bold in faith. Don't make yourself believe that you're not enough or you're not capable or you don't have the right personality, you're not extroverted. Because if you're not going to tell this person about Jesus, who is? It's not all up to the evangelists and the preachers to be the ones out there sharing the gospel. Every single Christian is supposed to share the gospel and be an example of what it means to be in relationship with God. Don't leave it up to other people. God is asking you to get out there because every single person deserves to hear the gospel at least once in their life. Every person deserves to have a chance to know God. There is no other name under heaven in which a man can be saved. So since we know this, we need to go and share this with the people and give everyone an opportunity because some people have just never heard of religion. And even if they have, maybe they've been church hurt, maybe they felt judged by Christians, but that's not what God wants for his church. That's not what God wants for his kids. So go out there and be an example of love. And even if you don't see the person instantly be born again, which I mean is amazing, but sometimes we're not going to see that straight away. What you have done is planted a seed and maybe another person comes along, steps out, shares a prophetic word with the person, tells them their testimony, holds the door open for them, smiles at them, whatever it is, and that waters the seed and God can water the seeds. So don't be discouraged if you haven't transformed a whole street into Christians because yes, we do want people to be saved, but it's not a competition of how many people can I make Christian? How many people can I transform? because it's about God and he loves every single person. So he wants everyone to have a chance. It's not about if a hundred get saved that day. It's about the heart that you have when you do share your faith and when you are bold. And always remember that standing firm in your faith looks different for everyone. You can do it in your own way. We're all gifted with different personalities. We've all been through different things. We've all had different encounters with God. So don't feel like you have to be some huge evangelist preaching on the streets. You can simply be one-on-one. -on -one. It doesn't always have to look like putting Jeremiah 29 11 in your bio. It doesn't always have to look like going on a mission trip. As long as it's giving glory to God, you're doing an incredible job. And if stepping out in faith is still something that you really struggle with, I am very sure that a lot of the things in this episode will be helpful. But something else that I really encourage you to do is look through what scripture says about being strong and bold in faith, because at the end of the day, that is God's word. So that's what we're trying to represent. And here are two verses that I wanted to share. So the first one is from Matthew 10. So this is Jesus speaking. And in verse 18 and 19, he says, on my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At the time you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. So just like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego's amazing response, God gave them the strength 
to respond like that. God taught them how to be strong in faith and how to respond. So let this be a reminder to you to let God move through you and teach you what to say. Don't freak out that you're going to muck up. Let the Holy Spirit move through you. And just like Psalm 138 verse 3, when I called, you answered me. You made me bold and stout-hearted. So let that be a reminder, not only to let God move through you, but also to remember that he is faithful and he will help you through this. Not only is he your comforter and your guide, but he also knows the heart and the past of the person that you're talking to. So he knows what they need to hear. And what's the worst that can happen? In the countries that the people I know that listen to this live, we're all in free countries. So we're very lucky to be able to have the freedom to talk about our religion and not have our heads chopped off for it or be thrown into a furnace we're very lucky that we actually have the opportunity to show others what it means to have a relationship with god so yeah someone might slap you someone might pull a gun out at you kill you hurt you hate you say jokes about you and as hard as that is to go through i'm not making this a light topic But seriously, we're still so lucky that we get the opportunity to share the love of God with people around us. And if you think of Daniel chapter 3, the story of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they were told to worship the image of gold that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So think of that as what culture has turned into. These false gods are like, you have to look this way. You have to have this amount of money. You have to have this many friends. You have to have this job. You have to have this house. All of that, that is all what the world is a slave to, even if they don't even realize that. So in that same way, we can choose not to bow to the ways of the world and to, quote unquote, this false God and to serve the real God. So that is what I wanted to share today. That is my kind of notes, I guess, on how to stand strong in your faith. It's never an easy thing considering the world that we live in. But I encourage you to look at this as a privilege, the privilege of being able to share the gospel, being able to share our hearts with others. That's actually such a beautiful thing. We don't have to be ashamed of that. We shouldn't be afraid of that. And always remember, God's not going to be mad at you for saying something wrong when you step out in faith. I'm not saying you should like misquote scripture or anything like that. But what he wants is your heart and the person you're talking to to know how much they are loved by him. He desires to be close in relationship with absolutely everyone that you share with. He wants you to share your heart and your journey with others honestly and openly. So if what you're afraid of is mucking up or not representing God well, don't be. I mean, pray that he can move through and help you. But I am sure that he would be so proud of you for being bold and giving it a go. And yes, over time you will improve. And when you start, you may not be too good at sharing the gospel, but not being confident or not knowing the whole Bible off by heart, but still being bold and courageous and sharing with someone is so much better than keeping your mouth shut completely. And yes, over time you will improve, but that doesn't mean you can't start now. Don't wait till you're 60 and feel like you've experienced enough life to do so because you never know when your life is going to be over and you never know when the person that you're sharing your heart with's life is going to be over. So don't be so wrapped up in fear. Don't be so consumed by the world. Always remember what God has done in your life and that he wants to do that and so much more in everyone else's life and everyone deserves a chance to know the gospel. So start now, start from this moment on.
I hope that this episode has been encouraging to you. If you are listening to this and like, man, there's really some people in my life that should hear this, go ahead and send it to them. This podcast is available on like eight platforms. So I'm pretty certain there'll be one that suits them. And I would really appreciate it if you could take a screenshot of your phone or a video of you listening to this podcast and post it on your Instagram story or just as a general post and tag light it up underscore podcast. That would be really cool. I would love to repost it and give you a shout out. I also love to see who's listening. Again, don't forget this podcast is only made possible because you guys give me requests. So always remember you can email jayde.lightituppodcast at gmail.com or you can also contact me via Instagram or Anchor. I will leave all the details below. But I would love to hear from you if there's something that you're struggling with right now. I'd love to be able to help you out. For example, I have asked how can I be bolder in my faith to people so many times. People have asked me this but they're not the only ones struggling with this. So from you sharing your heart and asking me a question, again, reminder guys, you can remain anonymous if you want. From that, so many people could be going through the same thing and so many people could be affected by that episode. So even though I'm going to be in this period of having surgery and surgery recovery and some of the episodes will be pre-recorded or up a tiny bit late, I will still be going through your episode ideas and your prayer requests and all of that. So don't let this be a time where you feel like you can't contact me and as always thank you so so much for listening to today's episode i hope that you have a really blessed week and i'll talk to you very soon in the next episode bye